Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Ears up in depth. We got all the latest, hot, late-breaking, bottom-of-the-barrel news for you this week. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at myself in the uh, in the Zoom camera, Jeremy, and I look like I'm about to go in like a Halloween scare mansion or something like that. It's like very stark lighting on me. It's very weird. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable, and I want to rearrange the entire studio now. Is that okay? If I just did that instead of like doing the news? Yeah, we can just watch you move things around. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be great. Is that Hatbox Ghost guy next to you new? No, he's been here for a couple years now. You can tell by the patina. Oh, did it yeah. used to be um, like copper color and now it's like the Statue of Liberty <laughs> turned green? Yeah, that's right. No, we've had him for a few years now, but he's sort of always been off camera. So I've adjusted the camera a little bit, pull back and see more of the room. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Now you can see Hatbox Ghost again. Isn't that fun for everybody? That's exciting. <laughs> you okay? Are yeah, you okay? I just, <laughs> You're gritting your teeth and talking. Because, I, okay, I'll try to ignore it. I think my one tooth moved, and now my bite hurts. But how did that happen? Probably stress. Do you, are you a teeth grinder or a clincher at night? That's, yeah, that's probably how then, yeah. You should get a night guard. It's because you stress me out. I do. Yeah, will make you do a lot of work. I'll cut all this out of the show. Don't worry. Jeremy, you went to, you have an important update. You went to eat to the beat at Epcot the other night. Oh my God. Last night. I'm still on that high. How was that? Who did you see? Please inform the guests. I'm going to tell you, uh, boy band, 98 degrees. I really thought you were going to say nine inch nails for a second. I don't know why. (laughs) Boy band, nine inch nails. Boy band, nine inch nails. You know, I couldn't name, well, to be honest with you, I can't name one 98 degree song, nor can I name you. A Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, wait, is that um? I Want to mm, You Like an Animal? Yeah. Is that Nine Inch Nails? That's Nine Inch Nails. That's right. Okay. So there, go, there we go. 98 Degrees was playing in the America Gardens Theater last night, you know, and of course, led by Nick Lachey. <laughs> and he, let me tell you something. First of all, yeah. that guy's 48 years old. He doesn't look a day over 26. I don't know what age is not bothering him. Well, I feel like from, you know, 400 yards away and, you know, in stage lighting, everyone looks great. Yeah, but like just in general, he's not like if you like go to his Instagram or whatever, like it's it's all good. He does, okay. He's not aging. Wow. So that was good. Him. They've got all the moves. They've got it all. They put on a show like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> They've got it they all. Love it. They're loving Epcot. They're like, we're so happy to be here. We're in Orlando. I also happen to find out that they had they they got like uh, they did the tour. With like the plaids, they like had oh, a whole really? the whole day. They oh. they enjoyed the parks, and they were up there singing. It was great. They put on a great show. And then they, what they did was they didn't just cut to sing ninety eight degrees songs because I guess ninety eight degrees doesn't really have that many good songs. <laughs> but uh, I'm shocked by that revelation. I don't know. So they were doing like Britney, Backstreet Boys, like they were covering 
songs also from that same era. And it was just a fantastic show. But I think they're done. There's a few more coming, though. I mean, the list of musical acts this year is really impressive. And also because Disney keeps expanding the length of time that this festival takes place, they got to get more acts in there. Yeah, absolutely. So they've got they've got a lot more. And um, I mean, they've got... God, I can't I can't think of literally one band except for Stokely, which is going to be there when I'm there next. What's Stokely? S-T-O-K-L-Y or K-L-E-Y or something. Sounds like a a new TV show, like a goth, you know, gothic TV show about Dracula or something. Yeah, I I have no idea. But they're closing it out. Who is going to be there when they close it out? I think it's something like Criss Cross or somebody. I don't know. You know, we talked about this and like mentioning the bands and um, yeah, I forget because they've announced this for a while. Yeah. Right. This the lineup has been out for a while. Yeah. Wasn't sure. Sheila E going to be there? I think so. I mean, they have it's always a weird like sometimes Starship is there. You know, yeah. you never know who you're going to get. Oh, it's actually through mid, from mid July. They had Big Bad Voodoo Daddy in July. Sure. Joey yeah, Fatone sure. and Friends. Wasn't he from a boy band? Isn't he a boy band guy? He was in NSYNC, I think. There you go. Christopher Cross. Um, it's quite a lineup. And I tell you, I mean, I'll tell you the best. Is the Pointer Sisters were the best. They put on a show like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> are you I'm waiting see, for them to get Yanni. Are you going to see Hoobastank on September 9th? I saw Hoobastank is coming. That's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm around for that one. Stokely. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Sheila E. October 2nd through the 3rd. 38 Special. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Some Yacht Rock going on. I have no idea on. who that is. Uh, 38 Special. They do, um, what's that friggin' song, man? Come on. Uh, Hold On Loosely. Oh. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold On Loosely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Ocean. That would be pretty good. Ray Parker Jr. He'll just do an hour of the Ghostbusters song. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah. Okay. This Now, here's, you like Yanni. Oh, absolutely. What about Kenny G? Oh, Kenny G is going to be there. Kenny he G is. will be there 11 through the 12. Yeah, a, Kenny G, I don't know that you can put Kenny G and Yanni in the same category. Of course you could. Absolutely. They just both have hair. Like, that's it. That Yeah, That look, everybody who has is well follicled is in a separate category for me. Absolutely. So Yeah, you're like, oh, oh is, it, is it a hair band? Yeah, it's like, no. The, he plays the electric the- oboe. What are you talking about? The hairs and the hair knots. <laughs> That's your world. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Anyway, Jeremy, you want to get some news? I got a yes, bunch. Tell I got, me what's happening. I got a lot of stuff going on. So maybe I'll start first. You start first. I have two. Oh, by the way, did you get the file for mine? I did. Oh, good. I you did. I'd like to check on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with a little bit of good news. Uh, uh, Main Street USA in Disneyland. The Silhouette yes. Studio has reopened. Oh, you have a silhouette, don't you? Yeah, we have a couple. Yeah. I think I've seen them on your wall. Yeah, every time we go, we like to get a, a you know a silhouette. Well, not every time because we used to go a, a lot, but I think we're going to try. You know, now that we're not going as often, maybe get one. You know, one once a year or something like that. It might be fun. Is it to see how you've evolved over time? No, I think it's just I don't know a thing to do. Are they expensive? No, they're. I think they're ten bucks. For the oh. silhouette. And then I believe the frame, which is really cool, is plastic, but it looks nice, is another 10 bucks maybe or something like that. So for 20 bucks, and you get two silhouettes because they do them in the like mirror images or something like that. Oh, and it's like you're looking at yourself. Yeah. I mean, they don't, that's not how they, they put it on, but you know, when she's, when they're cutting, they do, they do two. So you get two out of the thing. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It's a pristine, especially how good those people are. Man, 
I've never looked better than looking at my silhouette with the what? giantly long cranium. How do they get good at it? Isn't it just like a shadow that they trace? No, they they cut it with they look at you when they take scissors and they just look at your face and go snip, 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 snip. And they they freehand cut your silhouette out. Oh, that I didn't know that that's what it was. I thought that they I thought you sat in front of a lamp with a white wall here. (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. And then someone traced the edge of the shadow that your face cast. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what that's, I thought it that's was. That's the most low rent. Uh, no, absolutely not. That is not how. This is actually so, like an art an art, an art form. Uh, well, you know, not for nothing. I don't know that I like it as much because at least then it's truly your form. This is just like someone snipping with scissors like Edward Scissorhands. One time I was in Paris and I had they did like, the, you know, they're like, oh, well, paint your picture with a, you know, like a pencil. Like I was uh-huh. like Rose on the Titanic. Right. And he hands me this picture and I'm like, this looks nothing like me. <laughs> like he must just know one man face and then that's what they give out. And you like, All right, well, look, so- this is yeah, I'm going to go get it. I'm getting it. OK, okay. I'm not going to let you slight my Disneyland. <laughs> oh, my Disneyland shadow people. I bet I bet every one of them looks exactly the same. It's a head. There it is right there. Yeah, that doesn't look anything like you. Sure, it does. First I mean, of all, it, look, you it looks like soft features and that long hair. I know. Well, that's Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do look like a character out of like a Doonesbury cartoon, but still, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I'm going to leave it here for everybody to admire throughout the show because yeah, really, yeah. it's freehand. Come on, it's not going to be perfect, but that's kind of what I like about it. Well, freehand, you get what you pay for. It. <laughs> Go ahead. That's great. All right. Yeah. Well, that's nice that that's opening back up. Anyway, it's something to do. It's something to do. And you get multiple people. <laughs> when we went with Taryn and her parents, we we all we got one like seven people in it, which is neat that they can do that. I think it's I think it's pretty fun. It's just one of those classic Main Street Disneyland things to do. So that is open. It's been closed for two years and it's finally reopening. And, uh, you know, that's it. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I love think so when too. things come back. That makes me happy. <laughs> I think yes, I I definitely agree. I think things coming back is better than ever. Speaking of things coming back, Jeremy, I swear to God, like I'm like closing things. I don't mean to be doing. All right, Jeremy, you are familiar with the Disney Moms panel, right? That whole oh, thing where people well, people get gonna- together and then they help people with park advice. Yes, but yeah. weren't they going to change the name? They have changed the name. It is now okay. uh, Plan Disney. So it's like oh, sort of like Run right. Disney, where it's a lowercase run and D. then the capital D, right? So Plan Disney. It's no longer the Disney Parks mom panel. It is the Plan Disney panel. And it is open. You can apply okay. right now to become a 2023 Plan Disney panelist. Are you going to try this again? I'm not going to try this again because oh. I haven't been to the park since like 2019. And I thought oh. about it. I was like, okay, well, I have to do this. this is my default thing. This is what I do. And then I'm looking at the qualifications or whatever, which, you know, maybe I'll get to in a second. And it's like, uh, oh, we suggest that you read these terms and read what we're looking for and listen to a planned Disney podcast to figure this out. And I'm like, I haven't been to the parks. I know I have no firsthand information on Lightning Lane, Genie Plus, making park reservations. I've never done any of those things. And I feel like that's going to be a pretty big, you know, portion of the thing. So I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Also, all of the things are so confusing. You need Albert Einstein on this thing to try to dissect the mess that this all yes. of this planning stuff is. It's weird. It's definitely weird. 
The 2023 Plan Disney Search will open at noon Eastern on Wednesday, September 7th and close promptly at noon Eastern on September 13th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is Plan Disney, you might ask? Well, Plan Disney is a diverse group of passionate and knowledgeable guests, just like you, who share their insights on PlanDisney.com to help other guests maximize their Disney vacations. Panelists are chosen for their ability to answer questions in one of four specialties, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, or Disney Vacation Club. As planned Disney panelists, we're here to listen to every question and provide a genuine, personalized response, says current panelist Michelle. Through our combined experiences, we've tasted every snack, tested every ride, sailed on all five cruise ships, and indulged in nearly every enchanting extra. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to participate, you go to plandisneysearch.com. And then down below, it says, what makes a great panelist? Completely not genuine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Phony, fake laughing, marketing fodder. That's it. You know, it goes on like great communication skills. You're helping guests maximize the magic or whatever. Uh, this is Kamini. She says, I love to express myself through writing. Now, this quote perfectly embodies everything that people sort of pan the Disney Parks Moms panel or now the Plan Disney panel for. It's the one thing that I like to make fun of them for. I love to express myself through writing. So I embraced this opportunity to build my creative writing skills in a subject that's so special to me. So she's literally just flexing her creative writing and answering people's questions about how many bathrooms are in a certain land or whatever. <laughs> Like, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants a paragraph about creative writing of whatever the topic is. Tell people the answer. Well, but also they're not expressing themselves. This is the most heavily moderated. Right. Uh, you know, they're not They're. This isn't just a self-expression. This is through a huge Disney filter. And they're not there's you're not you're not seeing anyone's inner expression. Here. <laughs> yeah, this no, it's is literally dude. like a robotic answer that drops certain keywords and buzzwords and tells you things to do and markets things and tell, tries yes. to upsell you. That's yeah. what it is. It's well, not expressing any if that's maybe that's who that person is. I try to upsell people and drop buzzwords, but like <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. I just I don't really think that like giving people advice is one. Anything is where you should really flex your creative writing muscles. It just, it seems weird to me, but the weirdest right, well, part if you're is giving advice is about the person who's asking advice, not about correct. you. Right. Exactly. The weirdest part though, is the, the little uh, thumbnail graphic for their YouTube, you know, video on the panel search or whatever. This is what they say. The search journey has begun. The search, search journey. journey has begun. And I'm oh, like, that, okay. that's a very weird phrase. I don't understand what that means. So I Googled it. Search journey. It's literally like what Google calls the, the basically the equivalent of the sales funnel, where what you search for then determines the alternate things that you might be given as well. Okay. That is the and Google uses that term search journey. It's like an SEO thing. So it sort of feels like the data nerds made this, you know, name to this yeah. thing or whatever. And it's like they just they don't have anybody left to come up with search journey. The search journey. What do you talk about? It's an awkward phrase. Very right. weird. Also, it hasn't begun because it starts on the seventh. And why not just be like the search has begun? Right. Or or 
the journey has begun or something or will begin because it hasn't begun yet. This is like when um, JPEG or some of these Imagineers come out and they end up talking publicly and they end up describing the things that they do in the parks as activations. <laughs> and we're all like, what? Yeah. It's like internal speak that gets let out. And yes. yeah, like my, where I work, like the word journey has been injecting itself into more and more sentences like someone heard that and thought that sounded mm. new and now everyone's like what we gotta say that too what journey we're on a journey I through think these it's a, I, everything's a journey now I, i'm finding yeah it's so sort of like when people are going i can't wait for my next adventure it's like you went to costco like what do you you know yeah. <laughs> i mean i've been you. on this i like having been on this ears up journey yeah with you <laughs> yeah, for several right. years now yeah are you breaking up with us is that what you're doing no okay well not not yet what? <laughs> you dare. Don't you dare. Anyway, Jeremy, there's two updates for you. What do you got? Disney World's 50th anniversary had a pretty tough start, and it'll be ending next spring like a giant wet fart. Disney has <laughs> Disney has now announced officially that the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration, dubbed the world's most magical celebration, will officially now come to an end on March 31st, 2023. Wow. So up until now, we just knew that it was going to go through March. There had never been like an official date, March 1st, March 15th. But they've now said, okay, March 31st, that's the last day. And as we enter the final months of the 18-month-long celebration, it's hard for Disney fans and Disney itself not to admit that this one really fell flat. Mm, bummer, dude. This world, this whole 50th anniversary just has not delivered. And, you know, on, on the one hand, it did start during a pandemic or during the ending of a pandemic or whatever. And so I think like there was a little bit of, uh, you know, let, let a few things go because we like yeah. obviously can't go, you know, go 100 percent. But there's also a lot of things that they could have done that they didn't do. From the start, the celebration was plagued by guest complaints that it didn't feel special, that it was primarily driven through just special merchandise and not much else, that they painted the castle in ugly pink, <laughs> there were no commemorative parades, and the two new nighttime spectaculars that debuted with the celebration made no mention of the 50th anniversary at all. The disappointment in the celebration did not escape the attention of Disney management. And the reason why we know this is back in May, guests began receiving guest satisfaction surveys with very pointed questions about the offerings surrounding the 50th anniversary. Mm. The questions themselves betrayed what the problems were. Consider this survey question. Which of any of these reasons best describe why you felt the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration was below your expectations? Select all that apply. I'm not going to list all of the options that they give you. Right. But I'm, I'm going to list a few that resonate. Okay. Number one, the fireworks shows slash nighttime spectaculars didn't celebrate the 50th anniversary. <laughs> so they have, that's pretty um, self-aware to include that as a... Right. Question. They yeah. must know. Well, they know that they didn't. So let's ask if that's why. Number two, it was not special enough for a 50th anniversary. Ooh, Number three, damn. Commemorative entertainment for the celebration was limited. Limited. There wasn't any. <laughs> well, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> back to fireworks. The fireworks, nighttime spectaculars were not as good as previous shows. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Don't think I didn't tick that box. <laughs> the celebration didn't celebrate classic Disney and lacked elements of nostalgia. Hmm. Okay. I mean, 
like you said, very good word, self-aware. And lastly, it was not as good as other Disney celebrations. So they're digging deep here about nostalgia, classic Disney, and nighttime spectaculars. The big show that came to Magic Kingdom was called Enchantment. Mm -hmm. It had no mention of the 50th, no mention of Walt, no mention of Roy. Because we lean into Roy a little bit here because, you know, Walt died before Disney World opened. And it was really up to Roy, who postponed his retirement, to get Magic Kingdom open and get this park over the line. Yeah. So unlike Disneyland, now think about Disneyland's 50th anniversary. You guys got Remember Dreams Come True, which instead of Disney IP and movies, it was literally a tour around the park. It had star tours. It had Pirates of the Caribbean. And by the way, a fireworks show that commemorated the 50th, but has been so good and so well received, they still show it. You can still see it at certain times of the year. <laughs> Same with um, Disneyland Forever, which was the 60th show. Celebrated the park, but equally keeps coming back because it was so good. And it had a lot of, you know, Walt's speech in it. This show was nothing. It's got two segments of Moana. I mean, I don't know what's going on in this thing. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the park. So they know it. Well, they must have gotten enough negative responses about this feedback because, Jason, just last week, With just seven months remaining in the 50th celebration, we're 11 months in here, okay? Magic Kingdom finally unveils a new opener to this Disney enchantment show. The new opener is a two-minute video that is a tribute to the origins of the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World and Roy's opening day speech. Take a listen. Dream. so vast it has already been called a whole new Disney World. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans we can possibly imagine. That's a celebratory thing. Yeah, it's it's 90 seconds. It's 11 months too late. This should have been on October 1st, 2021. Right. Why did they wait until now to crowbar this Band-Aid in? Because they know they've gotten these surveys back. They know people are pissed. People are over it. Well, and you don't put these questions on a survey if you don't already know the answer. Right. Because how do you, you know, you know what I mean? If you, if you don't even have an inkling as to what's going on, you're never going to generate a question like that. Right. They already had all of these things. 
But I guess better late than never. But it's not only late, it's short. It's 90 seconds. Magic Kingdom deserved a full show commemorating the 50th, not just a hastily hastily thrown together 90 second tag. Tokyo Disneyland got this. Disneyland's had two of them. Why would Walt Disney World, which is the crown jewel of the Disney of all the Disney parks? I mean, this is the big one where this is it right here, baby. We can't get a freaking show that commemorates this 50 years. I mean, there's so much history here. Now, there are growing rumors out there that, in fact, Imagineering had proposed a full show for the 50th along the lines of what Tokyo and Disneyland have had in the past. Mm -hmm. But it was vetoed by C-suite executives at Disney who wanted something that was cost effective and would live beyond the 50th. They didn't want to have to come back with a new show. They didn't want to just... They didn't want to invest in a show for the 50th and have it just be for the 50th. So they didn't want any of this stuff that was dated. Meanwhile, it's a tag. Get rid of it. You added it. You can just take it out. You dip. Anyway, but so they were going to do a, but also they were going to do a full show, but also a full show can live on. Look at, remember dreams come true was for Disneyland's 50th. It's 17 years old. They still play it because it's so good. So the commemorative show was scrapped, and we got this generic hodgepodge of Disney IP that includes not one but two Moana segments. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about Harmonious, surprisingly, although we all know my feelings on that. But there is also a lot of chatter out there that Disney Enchantment, even with its new anniversary tag, are headed for the ash heap of history, and that Enchantment's much-beloved predecessor, Happily Ever After, will be returning on April 1st when the 50th anniversary ends. Mm. So there's a lot of talk about that because they know no one likes this show. And Happily Ever After was so universally loved. It was such a good show. It had heart. It had it had everything. It was perfect. And it really was really short-lived. I think it only lasted like five years before the 50th came along with this crap. And here's the thing. It didn't have to be this way. Like, they could have added that tag to Happily Ever After, and people would have been fine. So they tried to save money by creating a bad show. It seems like where it. all they had to do was literally nothing, <laughs> just put a tag on the show that everybody already is, you know, eaved over. So it didn't commemorate the 50th, but it's also just a terrible show. I mean, it's to watch the show, it's lacking any harder emotion. So Disney disconnected from what its fans want. In an effort to save money, they designed this new show that actually we all hate. And now they have to get rid of anyway. So they waste some money because they don't know what we want. So anyway, that's what's happening with the 50th. The 50th is mercifully coming to an end. I hope that not only does uh, Happily Ever or Happily Ever After come back, I hope Illuminations comes back too. I think that that is probably a long shot. But And maybe, just maybe, that castle will get painted back to its original colors and not that pink monstrosity. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what's yeah. happening. You hope. I hope. Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcome the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner, Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coast your pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer.
All right, very good. Jeremy, are you familiar with uh, card games, like uh, trading card games like Pokemon Go or Magic the Gathering or something like that? No. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, they're wildly popular. Magic the, the Gathering came out when I was in high school. Oh, been a, really? It's been a long time, yeah. Very long time for Magic the Gathering. I like it. It's, huh. it's a fun card game, but, you know, it gets a little sweaty, you know, a little uh, hardcore there. Huh? But Disney is getting into the trading card game. With something called Disney Lorcana. It's a okay, magic. What's that word? I don't know. Never heard of oh. it. Yeah. It's a Magic Gathering style battle and it's set to launch towards the end of 2023. Along with, quote, being rooted in the magic of Disney characters and storytelling, the press release notes that this game is accessible for newcomers while still providing thoughtful gameplay where veterans of the best card games are concerned. Disney Lorcana will also feature more original Disney artwork than any other single product ever created according to the vice president of Disney product design. And that's, that's a, a you know, it's a hefty statement to make. Although right. nothing has been revealed about Lorcana's me- uh, mechanics just yet, the setup sounds more than a little reminiscent of Magic the Gathering, especially with the inclusion of several elemental colors in the game's logo, taking place in a world called the Great Illuminary, where every Disney song and story is stored. Players become sorcerers known as Illumineers that can band together with characters from across franchises. Some of these heroes, or villains, are set to be revealed at the D23 Expo between September 9th and 11th, coincidentally when Jeremy will pay Jason $100. However, (laughs) don't assume you'll be commanding icons from Disney-owned properties such as Marvel and Star Wars just yet. The announcement makes it clear that this is a collab between Disney villainous publisher Ravensburger and Walt Disney Animation Studios. In other words, Pixar and the rest seem to be off the table for now, so I guess it's just Disney stuff. You're not going to get Woody and Darth Vader playing on this card game, whatever it is. Oh, good. I'm over all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It sounds neat. It's uh, you know, sort of another way for Disney to enter into the gaming sphere and sort of yeah. push the IP. And you know, the card game thing is pretty big. I mean, there's a rabid fan base for, for a lot of especially if it's good. If it has good you know, kind of fight mechanics. Yeah, it should be pretty popular. Well, that sounds exciting. Thanks. I have been looking at spoilers for the D23 panels. Uh-huh. Uh, so far, I've only read about movies. I'm waiting to hear more about parks, but I read, yes. I saw something today on Reddit that was like D23 spoilers. And I was like, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> anything good for that? Uh, but it was, well, it's just like, we're going to get a, we're going to get, um, like a trailer for the little mermaid live action release mm. dates of things. It, uh, no, nothing was good. I was just kind of like, okay, okay, <laughs> great. And we've talked a little bit about what is going to be live streamed. Some people were calling for us to do a, like a live commentary on some of these panels. I'm like, I don't know about oh, that. while they're live streaming, it. while they're live streaming it. People want us to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sickos. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because some of these panels are like an hour and a half long. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to sit through that. It's hard to do. You really have to pick your spots. I don't think you could do yeah. all of them. No, there's no way. Um, there's no yeah. way. Because I mean, plus a lot of it's stuff I don't really care about. But I would like to know when the parks wanted. That is what everybody's going to be. Well, that one is usually in. in the last day, so that'll probably be what Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know what okay. day it starts, but it's whatever. The I think it starts Friday. Is. So it's probably on Sunday parks yeah. panel. Um, all right, Jared, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. Come sure. back. I got one let's more news it. story, and I believe you have one more. I have one more, too. All right, let's do it. Hang on, everybody. It's Ears Up In Depth. We'll be right back. 
in-depth, reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for sticking around. We got a couple news stories to wrap up the evening with. Jeremy, why don't you take it away? When cast members don't treat you like crap, you can now give them compliments in the Disneyland app. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Petros, I know you're a big... Cheers. I know you're a big Diz Twitter fan. I'm a huge Diz Twitter fan. By the way, I'm drinking that Coaster Pills. Coaster Pills. You are just... You're really on a Coaster Pills kick these days. It's good. Anyway, tell me. I know you can't stay off this Twitter, but have you noticed that yeah. there's this cast compliment hashtag that goes on? I I am aware of it. Yes. Okay. You know, people. You know, someone so says, "Oh, I was over at Splash Mountain, and Trixie, the cast member, uh, gave my kid a balloon." So uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> hashtag cast compliment at Disneyland. Great. So they tag the Disneyland Resort Twitter account. They tell their story. Well, now. You need not be on Twitter in order to leave your cast compliments, which is good because Twitter is a hole. It's Twitter a cesspool. Is a Don't go it, on it. It's the worst. And also, most people aren't on it. And so you want to have the ability to give feedback to cast members that's good and not have to join it. Right. Um, and not have to go to City Hall and fill out a form and use right. an analog writing utensil. Yeah. Come on yeah. in here and do paperwork. How's that on your vacation? <laughs> yeah. Disney has integrated the cast compliment feature right into that app. It's about time, honestly. Well, it has me a little worried because that app is terrible. That's true. I mean, I don't know if you've tried using Genie lately, but that thing's a disaster. It tells you, it doesn't even tell you, like, I went, I was going to Epcot the other day. And so I was like, oh, let's see what the tip board says. And it's given me all stuff for Magic Kingdom. It doesn't even know where I'm going. Like, get the hell out of here. Anyway. It doesn't even know where I'm going. Right. Like, isn't that the whole point? (laughs) It knows me. Yeah. I've said I've got an Epcot reservation. These tips are supposed to be curated. That's right. And it's got me on the barnstormer. I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway, per the Disney Parks blog official announcement, quote, the Disneyland app offers a convenient digital way for Disneyland Resort guests to show their gratitude. To the, we're going to get to the tone of this in a second, by the way, because I have a few comments. But I love to the gratitude, gratitude yeah. to the cast member. Like, where else should just be so thankful we're there? Sorry, uh, I said I would hold it off for the, <laughs> to the end, and I just couldn't. To their gratitude to the cast members that are the heart of the resort. To access the mobile cast member compliment feature, search cast compliment in the Disneyland app. Great. So now, now to spell compliment. Well, also, this is where I have a really big problem. Disney technology is so bad that the only way to access this is by going on there and <laughs> finding the search function and then yeah. getting this in a search result. It's not in like a the menu hamburger. Like There's a menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like under feedback, it could be, you know, parent, uh, child thing underneath the, the feedback app. Something, something could be better than, why don't you just figure it out? Just search for the answer. It's fine. Yeah, just Google it. And then yeah. those, I'm sure something. No feature should ever have to be accessed with a search function. That is a last resort for a terribly designed product. Right. Disney, and this is Disney telling us, this is from the Disney Parks blog. Like, it's not like someone was like, oh, I don't know, just go find it. It's like, th- that's that's the official word from Disney. Terrible. Use the search function, <laughs> you dopes. Right. 
So that also just gets me really annoyed because it's like, God, the technology is so bad. And they called themselves. Remember there was that one earnings call when they were like, well, you know, we are actually a tech company. It's like, <laughs> oh, I, I beg to differ. Well, I wonder how they would be if, if they would be so uh, inclined to tell people to use a search function. Uh, if, you know, people were uh, instead of contacting the plan Disney panel, just uh, search I, it just Google it. Same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us alone. We don't need this panel. Right. Well, I will tell you this. Fortunately, it's not as annoying as using the search function. I don't know why the Disney Parks plug couldn't give us these simple instructions, but you just open the Disneyland app, scroll to the bottom, and on the right side is the option for supplement. <laughs> you know, no so, searching required. The Parks plug couldn't seem to figure that out. But, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous that that's what they would. Uh, hold on, I'm switching my uh, air conditioning off because now all of a sudden I'm hearing buzzing. And I, I really oh. like quality sound. Where? <laughs> the concept of rewarding employee behavior by customers is not new. Airlines for years have offered applause certificates to their loyal flyers, where upon receiving good service from a ticket agent or a flight attendant, the customer can fill out one of these small slips and give it to the actual employee. And then that employee is able to redeem internally for various things. So I know like American Airlines, if you're if you're loyal to them, they give you these slips, you give it to the to the flight attendant and then they get to put it into like a raffle where they can win up to $10,000. Wow. So they really appreciate this. Now, Disney doesn't specify what exactly the reward is for a cast compliment, but it does say that the cast member and their leader are notified and they will receive a recognition. So surely it's something that a cast member would want on file. I mean, if, if I was oh, getting sure. good feedback, I mean, you want that in your employee file because like when they're doing assessments, things like that, like give me a raise, I'm obviously good. Yeah. So um, that's what's happening. You can give a cast compliment much more easily than logging onto Twitter or as Jason said, going to City Hall and filling out a stack of papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who wants to do that? Uh, these need to be for, uh, filled out in triplicate, please. <laughs> but I you... think that's great. You know what? Yeah. These people aren't really paid that much. So if you can help them out in any way and they do go above and beyond, give them a little cast compliment right there in the app. Couldn't be oh, easier. Absolutely. Jeremy, Disney Springs. I've only been there a couple of times, but apparently there's a big fountain. Is that correct? Oh, yes, there surely is. All right. Well, apparently a man thought it was a large enough fountain to surf in. And he brought his surfboard into the fountain at Disney Springs. <laughs> a man with a surfboard was spotted standing in a Disney Springs fountain near the Ron John Surf Shop and Lime Garage. Twitter user. Oh, Michael, I hate the Lime Garage. I am against what, it. Go to the Orange it? Garage. What's the Lime Garage? It's one of the parking garages. Oh, it sounds like a nightclub. They're all citrus. So oh, you God. have lime, grapefruit, and orange. I'm team orange. Okay. Twitter user Michael Shahi captured a photo of the man speaking with Disney security while standing in the fountain. Here's a picture of this dude. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. He is like what you would consider classic Californian. Uh, he's definitely doing it for a gag for sure. You know, he has like, you know, swim trunks on or but he has binoculars around his neck and a backpack on. And it looks like a fright wig or like some 80s hairband wig. Yeah, I, it does look like a fright wig. Yeah, I would be surprised if that was his actual hair. But like, here's like a blow up of the guy. I mean, he just you can tell he's doing it for a laugh. He's definitely a surfer. I mean, he's got a, he's quite fit. Calm down, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. 
Well, I'm just saying. I you, you look. Someone who looks like that stands out in the masses. At <laughs> well, that's pretty not, true. I don't yeah. want to say anything, but geez. That's really the story. So this guy did this and oh, okay. apparently got kicked out. Yeah, that was it. It's just a fun little story. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is I don't uh, – was he really going to try to surf? I don't know that there's a lot of waves in that fountain that you really could surf on that <laughs> The surfboard's bigger than the fountain. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's it's he's definitely just standing there till he got caught, you know? Yeah, it's a little peculiar. Do you think that they banned him? No, I don't think so. I think Everybody's, that's a lot. I think that's a lot to be banned for, just standing in the fountain with the surfboard or not, you know? I think he should be banned for it. It's disrespectful to Disney property to be behaving like that. We know that there's a fountain there. We always knew that there was a fountain there because remember that guy was drinking water out of it and he <laughs> well, got yeah, fired. Yes, that is true. Yeah, he did. But he was like doing it on TikTok, wasn't he? And like going he around doing, the parks, like doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this guy was smart enough to have anyone record it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on Twitter's thinking it could have been a stunt for the Ron John surf shop there, but I know, I don't know, man. That would be bad for Ron John surf shop because you're like a Disney tenant and you're and you're in the fountain. That's that doesn't sound so good. Yeah, no, that's probably a bad. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's interesting. I would like to see someone in the splashing around in the fountain. I like when people do weird stuff. I did see though. This reminds me the other day someone jumped out of the. You know when when you're leaving Space Mountain. In Disney World, there's all these like vignettes along the side of like what the future's like, like scenes from the future. And there's one where there's like a like it's like a cafe, like with a booth. Okay. And some girl jumps up on there and sits in the booth in the set. That annoyed me. I didn't like that. Like, don't go up on sets. Like a fountain, you want to splash around a little bit and see what happens. I don't know. I don't care. Right. But don't be going up in Disney sets. I don't like that. No, that that you're interrupting the show. Yes. Yeah. Right. Standing in a fountain looking like a mook. And eh, whatever. A mook. Yeah. You actually are the show in that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. All right, Jer. Well, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the show and telling us all about Disney news. Something. Hey, like you know what? Know. We said there was no news. We were texting each other earlier. We were kvetching and kibitzing. And now it turns out we actually had four decent stories. So. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, I just released, I think today. Um, our last uh, main show from last week, all about C.V. Wood. Eric did a great job with a deep dive into the history of C.V. Wood, the master planner of Disneyland, which is what I called the show because uh, apparently Walt sued him for saying that, and I thought it was really funny. So <laughs> that's my shout-out to my new hero, C.V. Wood. He's no Bob Chapek, but he's close second. Oh, God. You and Chapek, I swear. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and until uh, next time. We'll see you. Oh, yeah. I like the uh, alternate ending. <laughs>